You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Hello, this is Bradley Martin, and I'm here if you need to talk. And what I mean by if you need to talk, it's I need to listen, because what you say matters. Therapy, so important, even for serial killers. And what would happen if a serial killer thought, boy, I sure wish I could stop killing people. In this case, he kidnaps the therapist and keeps them in their basement. And that therapist better fix him or else. Today we'll be talking about The Patient. New show on Hulu. uh, Disney Plus if you're in Canada. Starring Stephen Carell. Has anyone ever called him that? Stephen Carell. Steve Carell. And Domin Hall Gleason. Now, with me today to discuss this thriller of self-reflection, someone who always makes sure to self-reflect as the Sorcerer Supreme of one of us, Neil is with us. Hello. And someone who, of course, will always listen if you need an ear, but she will call you out on your shit if that's all you're feeding. So this is a pretty self-contained series with lots of flashbacks, but we have Steve Carell waking up in the basement of a serial, serial killer's home, and the serial killer proposes to him, fix me or I'll kill you. Lots of twists and turns in this one, and an ending that pretty much shocked me at least maybe some more astute observers could see where this is going i was floored how did you two feel about the patient 
with these two main stars, I I was very excited for it. It's it's we have we've seen therapy shows and movies. We've seen the the interview with scenario like that's kind of what Silence of the Lambs really rides is that you know the monster behind the glass. But this is flipping it where it's the therapist therapist under glass, and we we stick with him. So it's it's really not the voyeurism of the the monster serial killer but the person stuck as the serial killer does their thing goes out in their orbit comes back again i thoroughly enjoyed this the, the way they told the story where they went uh love that david allen greer yes. shows up yes. in the second half of the series i mean we know these two can can do this between Carell and Gleason, but I I don't think I'm going to see Domino Gleason other than this character ever again. It doesn't matter what he does. Oh, no. If he puts the weight back on <laughs> or anything, I'm seeing Sam. I'm stuck. He's stuck as Sam with me now. He just walked off the street and fucking pulled that. Like he just it is. He was <clears throat> a little spooky. Yeah, he's definitely a moment in this. I don't think. Domhnall Gleeson, if he brought this character to the Star Wars franchise, Kylo Ren would have survived past that first film. <laughs> oh no! Um, I had a rocky time with this series. Uh, it it was hard. I guess the first half, if I were divided, like the first like four to five episodes, uh, I really just wanted to turn it off, and that may be partially. I may be partially biased because I was also watching The Sinner, the last season of The Sinner, while watching this, and Bill Pullman kills mm-hmm. it. That's a different review, but like my expectations for storytelling when you have this type of setup, where it's it's reminds me of a bottle film, right? Because it only takes place in a certain amount of locations. So I, it requires a lot of charisma. And at times the dialogue in here can be a bit deft. It can be a little, a little drag along, a little repetitive. So every episode I'm like, all right, we're still stuck in this damn basement. Like Lordy Jesus. Right. (laughs) But after that, in this finale of this, I was like, okay, this was the payoff that I wanted. So for me, the ending of this season actually is the reason why I'm giving it a higher rating than when I initially started out. Because I was just like, I love Steve Carell. I love when comedians take on quote unquote serious roles. But I didn't really have any emotional attachment or any investment in these characters at first, especially with Donald uh, Gleason, I guess that's his name. I'm, I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, because he yep. he, <laughs> he didn't come off as like a serial killer to me. And that's not saying he had to be menacing. But there was something that was just missing that I was just like, bro, in real life, though, like, I would think you're creepy. It wouldn't come near you anyway. <laughs> like, I wouldn't come near you anyway. So I don't really see how you're luring people or being extra violent like that or getting away with what you're doing. Uh, but like I said, the the last few episodes, especially when David Allen Greer appeared, that was a nice nice cameo to see them see him come in. It really saved the day for me. This actually, I kind of wish Brian Del Palma was on board with this. I don't know why I was wishing that, watching this the whole time, like wishing that he had directed um, this because I feel like I wanted more of a thriller feel to this. 
and that's not what I got. But I do like how Neil said that this is really more about the therapist, Steve Carell's character, and really learning the background with the family and really just understanding like how he had to unpack his trauma, which you don't really see a lot in a lot of these films. So again, it was a nice turn of the trope there where we're not so focused, hyper-focused on sensationalizing the violent person. Uh, we get to see how the victim is feeling. But that yeah, that finale, boy. I mean, I saw it coming. I was just waiting. But it still kind of took me for surprise because <laughs> I was like, on the low, Steve Carell, you look kind of like dad bod in here. You could have took him, bro. You could have took him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I kind of agree with you. Sam, uh, played by the Domhnall Gleeson, he looks like he hates his job to me. And I would also probably stay away with someone like that. Like, man, I don't need this kind of negativity while I'm crunching these numbers and going over this <laughs> life insurance. So I'll be civil to that coworker. But other than that, just stay in your corner. Well, that wasn't quite his M.O. His M.O. was it was people he felt had wronged him or were rude. He, or he's dressed like he's about to kill someone and every time, would, though. We see one example of it. He stalks someone and finds the spot. So it's not so much yeah. the Bundy broken down tire. Sure. Um, but it's he hunts them and waits for the moment. Now, we're never given quite scope. You get an right. idea. Of and I think that's trophies. a good thing, too. Um, and we only see like one one mm-hmm. kill of that type. We see another, but it's a whole different whole mm-hmm. different scenario. But yeah, it was that was a bit different too because it's he is mm-hmm. unimposing. But they show you a couple of times his rage, and you're like those little arms really. But then you see <laughs> uh, his his face and it just it's a blinding consuming. It's carried passion. by the performance, the yeah, act of. I, the murder, yeah, yeah. That 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 took. You know what? Now that you bring that up, Neil, I'll get, I'll be a little bit more forgiving of Domin Hall Gleason. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, bro, <laughs> sorry, Just... man. Uh, because again, yeah, I I guess for me it was more so the character setup. Just the way the the character, like the way it was written and structured for me, I would have liked to see. I guess <laughs> more mania, actually, like just more kind of uh, more emotional instability just probably within the acting choices. But I really do think it's the writing and not the actor in this situation. Because uh, they had plenty of episodes mm-hmm. to really like flesh that out. But again, my points go to like Ezra's relationship with uh, Steve Carell, you know, his father, right? Yeah, that was his son. And just that whole dynamic actually to me was more of the emotional weight of the show versus seeing how Sam and all his internal issues and kind of like the switch, like like how you say it, like he seems unimposing until that switch goes off. And then it's like, Oh shit. Like this, this guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. He's also an yes. unreliable narrator because he lies yes. initially to That's he's true. auditioning therapists. And then when he makes his choice and takes him hostage, he, he doesn't want to yeah. give anything up. We, you quickly know it's his father's the root of it, and when the therapist just starts to, to poke at it a little, I don't want to talk about that. And he has to move on. So Sam holds back yes. constantly, which could, I agree, the first four episodes are slow, but you're like, 
what the fuck's yeah. going to happen next? Because you don't know, can he get out of it? Is he going to cure him? Whatever. And then there's some other pieces that unfold of like other people that are in the know and his job. Like The only thing you see Sam caring about, he's a food inspector. He loves good food. That's the only thing he really cares about and has a real interest in. And Kenny Chesney, uh, strangely enough. It's kind of more honest about therapy in a way that movies can't be because movies have to have an ending, you know? <laughs> Especially the feel-good coming-of-age movies where, you know, the person usually drives anywhere they want because their future is bright. And and I'll never forget you, Dr. Robin Williams' character <laughs> from Goodwill Hunting. You know, something like that. And with this, the very idea that a serial killer wants to work on himself sounds pretty insane but i wasn't so much hooked by the premise but yeah parroting what you both have already said the uh, performances are what kind of carried me through this there is violence in this and it is pretty violent but the imagery without violence has that presence of oh god type of violence how did you all feel about the way this was filmed in the sense that even the quiet moments and like the uh, pieces of information we get whether it be from the way Domnall is looking at someone or the way he stalks or the way that uh, Carell notices sorry I should stop calling him that uh, Steve Carell's character Alan Strauss notices that he is completely unsafe like he's literally chained to his own room when uh there's a scene where sam the serial killer is bringing a fridge in and i thought oh no he's gonna cut up this man and carry him out in the fridge just like they do in the breaking bad shows well what's gonna happen and there's just a lot of storytelling through that kind of way i didn't anxiety driven there we go that's that scene yeah the couch in a mini fridge it's the scariest couch in mini fridge you've ever witnessed (laughs) right because the music and the silence, and I, I took it as something different as in the extension of this horrible situation. Not that he's bringing in the fridge to chop him up. Sure, what you imagined was actually much more horrifying. And yeah, the music, I think, was... And the fact that they don't... There's no dialogue for the, that minute yeah. or so, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I feel like the violence in here... This is this show, like I said, I was watching The Sinner while I was watching this at the same time. Those are very two interesting shows. And while I enjoyed The Sinner, and I still have the same, actually funny enough, I still have the same criticisms of like the slow build, but that's just a personal preference. I feel like both of these shows do a good job of, it's it's not about the killing in these shows. It's about the character and world building in these shows. So when I was watching it, it didn't, the violence in it was appropriate for the tone of the show. Like, I don't, I, I'm glad that it, it had those moments, but it wasn't overindulgent or it didn't feel like it just, was unfitting for the tone of this entire series because a lot of this again takes place in the basement between the two of them which is also kind of my critique which I wish both of them I don't know I don't know if it was like a director I feel like it was a director's issue of bringing out a certain performance between the two and getting a a more interesting dynamic 
uh, or just getting Steve Carell to like, or Alan, my apologies, to look more. He just looked really depressed. <laughs> he didn't look. He didn't yeah. look like, oh my god, I need to get the hell out of here. Like the, I didn't get the anxiety that would come with that. Like I get it being like stoic and calm, but at the end of the day, though, after a while, that that itch to want to get the hell out of there, um, would be a lot more prevalent personally for me. But again, yeah, the show, the violence, I think it was it was appropriate for the show, uh, and. Like I said, that ending, the season finale, the last two episodes, to me, just really just packed the punch that was needed. Um, so this is definitely a show yeah, that, like, I this agree. is a show I could sit and watch with my mom and not have to worry about, like, it just being gratuitously gory or something I think she would be like, all right, turn this off. I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't think it's that bad, personally. Yeah. Right. And he's, like, all alone trapped in the room. He's never... You know, thinking, well, I guess I'll masturbate to pass the time. <laughs> Nothing like that. Nothing absurd or uncomfortable around the parents. Oh, boy. That would have been a season. But that's an HBO show. That's not a Hulu. Like, when you said this was on <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus, I was like, damn, Disney? Like, y'all really are trying to rebrand yourselves? Because I wouldn't. So, Neil, if you would please start us off on our final thoughts. I enjoyed this. I thought it was excellently crafted. It's not perfect. Poor Domino Gleason is now typecast in my head as, as <laughs> Sam the food inspector forever. I mean, it's hard to say much else like what we would want going forward or anything like that without, you know, dodging spoilers and anything. But I, yeah, I've recommended this to friends just once again to prove, you know, that Carell is that good. It isn't just his time on the daily show or his other movies. Um, but this, I think is that dramatic stamp that really proves. Cause a lot of this is, it's all internal that we see with flashbacks and in the moment, cause he's stuck in this basement with, with a, I think he, we see one or two books. Most he has no TV, no newspaper, no nothing. So he kind of goes internal, which leads to some really cool stuff too. It's a different, storytelling method that than we've seen we've, like i said before we flipped it where it's not the monster under glass or really the monster in the wild it's the therapist stuck under glass um i'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten plastic lock picking forks <laughs> very nice um yeah uh, this show this show definitely grew on me i was talking a lot of smack Bradley <laughs> Neil. In the beginning, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, I'm coming off of the house of Dragon High, you know? So it was just like, I was, you know, I'm in this epic kind of mood. And I was, I'm also a little burnt out from, you know, I'm not a big true crime person, but I was, I was starting to be like, all right, how many of these serial killer shows are we going to freaking have? Uh, but this show, again, pleasantly, surprised me and the second half of this series is what won me over and again for me it was the it was it really was like how neil said it was the flashbacks uh where you get to learn more about alan uh and his family dynamics and that whole background because again we get to see a therapist unpack their trauma and really sit and kind of recollect you know have their recollection about 
the the things in their life, right? And what they probably would have wanted to have said or done differently. Uh, I had to stop being so nitpicky about the realism. <laughs> Uh, but this show really did cover all its bases and it's very intimate and it's very controlled and it is a slow build, uh, but between the two characters and of course also kudos, another good shot is kudos to Sam's mother. I don't remember the actress's name, but she was amazing, uh, when she was, every time she was on screen, but the dynamic between Alan and Sam is really still what anchors this show. And of course, the finale is just like, oh, okay, well, sure, why not? That's that's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. <laughs> uh, but when you really sit, yeah. what I like about this show is the fact that it, when I really sat down to think about the setup and then really start to put myself in Alan's shoes and the fact that they had to stay as professional as they could in such a just insane situation, uh, it really does kind of make you it gave me an uneasy feeling and it made me even more just like paranoid (laughs) which I guess is a good job that the show was able to do so it was able to pull different emotions out of me that I rarely get uh with a type of series like this so it was it was definitely refreshing I will say it's refreshing I highly recommend it a lot of folks I know who watched it they enjoyed it Uh, So I'm glad I definitely stuck with it and that I didn't just kind of tap out there. So I will give this a seven out of 10 times. I would have used that, uh, I don't know, with that bowl and handle. I would have been broke that and started stabbing people. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) I was every time this episode came on, I was like, so you're going to break that? Are you going to break that? Are you going to break that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Broken things have sharp edges. I'm taking myself out or I'm taking you out. Either way, we're not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this. Skin under the fingernails of my corpse, you know. (laughs) But yes, I enjoyed this. It hooked me pretty early because of a horrible dream that Dr. Strauss has in episode one. I think the dream he has is, in retrospect, a little extreme, but like you were calling it trauma. I'm, I'm so chill that I have such a hard time recognizing that kind of trauma. Like my advice to him was all like, well, you know, say you're sorry. It'll be fine. And that's horrible advice considering <laughs> when we later learn what this doctor has been through with his family. Yeah. Domhnall as, uh, you know, Sam serial killer i think it's a wonderful performance because he's got no redeeming qualities except he's passionate about as you said and you know his, this food industry like so many times like and there's a killer hiding underneath like we don't really as people expect everyone's out to kill us and that's normal right and like i said this is just a guy who's cranky and i'll stay away from him but I think he did a really good job as, you know, someone being killed. If they knew Sam, they'd be like, oh, he's a killer. Not Now it makes sense. You know, not necessarily. Um, yeah, do with that with what you will. I, I really enjoyed his performance. I don't like how paranoid it made me at all, though. That I think that's a negative for the show. But as you said, maybe it's a, a good job they did that. 
but I hate being paranoid of other people, so I'm going to ding it for that. Like, yeesh, creepy. How well do I know anyone? See? Right? It's, I don't like feeling that way. So, yeah, that's a personal, just something personal and a nitpick that I have over stories like this. I'm going to end up giving this one 7.5 random strangers' wallets yes. out of 10. And to let you all know who's listening, please go to therapy. It does work. <laughs>